The text for our consideration today is 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen, called its name Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord has helped us. Last month when I had the privilege of sharing God's word with you at Morning Chapel, we are able to ponder how wonderful it is that we are not imposters, that we're God's own special people. Today we'll consider the other side of the coin, the temptation for us to think too highly of ourselves. This is the time of year in which we commemorate the Lutheran Reformation and rightfully celebrate the restoration of the gospel message that the Lord brought about in Luther's time and continues to do in our time. However, we also want to make sure that our celebration is focused on the strength of God's word and the gospel message of salvation rather than any other heritage in earthen vessels. A Harvard philosophy professor, Michael J. Sandel, recently published The Tyranny of Merit, a book in which he questions the rhetoric and realities of merit-based success and argues that it also has a dark, corrosive side as well. I don't endorse his philosophical ideas or, or their implications, but some of the examples he gives regarding merit are thought-provoking. For example, think of a professional athlete, a successful one, say an NBA basketball player or NFL player, Someone we usually think of of having worked their way up, having achieved success by merit alone. That athlete has undoubtedly put quite a bit of training and practice into honing his game, but he's also blessed with God-given height, coordination, and other athletic abilities. Furthermore, if he is born in America, he has been raised and lived in a country in which he can be highly compensated for those skills, for playing basketball, rather than in a country that has croquet as its highest revenue sport. So even an example of what seems to be a purely merit-based success, we can see other factors at work. Given that we live in a society that links success and merit, we have to be careful that we recognize our lack of merit not only in our own salvation, but also in the ways we strive to continue to teach the word of God in its truth and purity. Rather than feeling a sense of smug, misplaced pride of how great we are, we need to be reminded through God's word that whatever we have accomplished, it is only because thus far the Lord has helped us. The event that Samuel commemorates in our text with Ebenezer, literally the stone of help, is Israel's defeat of the Philistines. At the beginning of chapter 7, Samuel tells the Israelites, If you return to the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the foreign gods and asterisks from among you, and prepare your hearts for the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. We are then told that the children of Israel put away their Baals and their Ashtoreths, their false idols. Next, Samuel told them to gather at Mizpah, and he would pray for them. They gathered and fasted and confessed that they had sinned against the Lord. Then, when the children of Israel heard that the Philistines had gone up against them, they were afraid of them and said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us. From the hand of the Philistines. 
Samuel then cried out to the Lord and prayed to him and offered a burnt offering. And the result was that the Lord thundered with a loud thunder upon the Philistines and so confounded them that they were overcome before Israel and were pursued by them. It is at this point that Samuel set up that commemorative stone. While it may be questionable how much success professional athletes can claim from their merit alone, it's even more ridiculous to suggest that the children of Israel could claim any merit for their victory over the Philistines. Yes, they did repent and turn away from idols, but it is the Lord through Samuel who told them to do this and who created faith in their hearts. And it's the same faith that led them to confess and fast confess their sins and fast. Indeed, even after they recognized their failure in not loving the true God and worshiping idols, they still failed to trust him to save them from the Philistines. Finally, it's not their fasting or Samuel's crying out to the Lord or his burnt offering that created victory. Rather, it was the Lord alone. In Samuel's calling the rock Ebenezer and saying, thus far the Lord has helped us, we see the proper way to acknowledge the Lord's victory. The memorial does not say what the children of Israel had done, but how the Lord had helped them. The victory came not from the merit of Samuel or the children of Israel, but was purely from the undeserved love of God. As we reflect on the Reformation, the phrase, thus far the Lord has helped us, may be a good way to think about all the blessings the Lord has brought us. Even Professor Sandel recognizes, quote, the Protestant Reformation was born as an argument against merit, unquote. That we sinful humans are saved by grace rather than works is the pure gospel message that comforted comforted Luther by bringing him to the true faith. And is Luther that God used as a key instrument in bringing about the Reformation. We too joy to hear that we have forgiveness through Christ death, suffering, death, and resurrection, and that we cannot and need not do anything toward our salvation. We can also rejoice at all the elements that God has put in place to help our faith and our synod thrive. We also, in gratefulness, can consider how through the Holy Spirit and the Word, we can take advantage of all the opportunities that God provides us. We are blessed to live in a country that allows us to practice Christianity freely and openly. We have technology that allows us, even when separated physically, to share the word of God with each other and abroad. We have churches and day schools throughout the country to bring students up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And our synod has two high schools, a college and a seminary that train lay people and called servants in the word. We also continue to spread the gospel throughout the world through our foreign missionary work. While we may be tempted to credit ourselves with how faithful to the word we feel ourselves or our church body is, we need to instead recognize that it's not because of our actions or our merit. Instead, it is truly because thus far the Lord has helped us, and we humbly pray that he continues to help us. Amen. We'll close with the hymning up with the singing of hymn 33 verses 1 through 3. That's hymn 33, all three verses.